0: Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We have hit the double digits. I know, episode 10. And I know last week I said, wow,
1: episode 9. So I'm not going to do it next oh, week. Oh yeah. Episode 11. But here we are. <laughs> wow, at- two
0: ones. <laughs> episode 10. We're pumped to be here. <laughs> We're talking about getting shit done. Yeah. So what? what in specific are we going to be talking about in regards to getting shit done though? Just our tips on how we actually do it because it seems like so many people have, we've talked about this before, so many people start a sentence to us with, hey, I know you're busy or yeah. something like that and it's like, well, aren't we all? Yeah, everyone's busy and yeah, like Danny
1: said, we we're just chatting about this, laughing about how we do get those messages of people being like, hey, I know you're busy but da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, do we give off that perception that we're so busy? Mm. I don't know. I think maybe because we're on social media a lot and we are just broadcasting our life, it may seem like we're constantly doing shit because we probably are. Well, we are. But
0: isn't everyone? Mm. There's a difference between being busy and being productive. So I think we're very productive in a sense. Uh, But people just, yeah, use that term. I know you're busy and thank you for your time and all that, but it... In my head, I'm like, well, we've all got the same time. Mm, mm. It's just how we use it. So today we've put together our tips on how we actually maximize the use of our time Mm. in order to get shit done. Like real shit that gets results, not just like a little to-do list like clean the house or stuff like that. Like the, the snowball effect of how all our actions add up. Yeah. And
1: both Danny and myself have been students. We've worked full time. We've had demanding jobs. We've competed whilst managing work. Mm. So we know how to be productive instead of just being busy throughout the day because you can always be busy and fluff around but still get nothing done. Yeah. And we've both been there and it's taken, I guess, a level of awareness to pull ourselves up and being like, what have I achieved today? Mm. Nothing. Nothing that I wanted to get done. So, yeah, I guess we're going to share um, our tips over the last few years that we've been using ourselves to get productive. That's right.
0: Now, I want to start with two golden words. Get ready. Google Calendar. Oh, game changer. Oh, Sherelle, we spoke about this in, I think it was episode one or something and then you started on it. How's it been since you started Google Calendars? To be honest, every time I start with a new
1: app, it's always a bit fiddly to get used to because like any new habit, once you integrate something, it takes a little while to get used to it and actually use it unconsciously, like automatically check it. Like I don't think about logging my food now with my fitness power because I've been doing it so long, but Mm. I can understand how it is a burden uh, and quite difficult to make into a routine. But with Google calendars, the thing I love about it is that you are setting that time. So you're holding yourself accountable. So I guess for those who don't know, do you want to tell them what Google Calendar is.
0: Yeah so it is an app that integrates with your smartphones or your laptops basically my one of my friends got me onto it because I kept making to-do lists and nothing would get ticked off because I'd spend so much time on the to-do list and it wasn't realistic there'd be like 20 things on there so what would happen would be I would change Monday to Tuesday, to Wednesday, that would literally be the only thing because it was so overwhelming. So by using Google calendars, you can create a to-do list, but in a timely fashion. So for example, 8am till 10am, you put gym. And then for the next task, you put that at the time that you're going to do it. So then you can objectively see your day and week planned out. In a realistic way. Yeah. And what I love
1: about it is so that I link it with my Google Drive Mm. um, and then I can export it to my iPhone where you've got the app on your phone and I can see it almost comes up like a to-do list, but it's got the times and everything. Something else that um, Luke's just got me onto as well. I got quite overwhelmed the other week. I had all this work to do and Mm. I just couldn't see the end line. So it was really overwhelming. I felt like I wasn't getting anything done when, in matter of fact, I just had a lot to do. Mm. Uh, And he made me up this excel sheet on my google drive of like the month with each task so like reverse engineered the goal yeah and then wrote down each task each day and he's sort of like if you do all these tasks on each day it will get you to this goal mm. so then i could see it all and it just laid out my goal so much more clearly to me. So I think having these sorts of tools and structures and reverse engineering and setting timelines and having goals and being accountable really allows you to maximise on bigger goals because really the Google Calendar allows us to achieve more throughout the week. Of course, it's the day, but it's about looking at your week and giving yourself structure.
0: Yeah, yeah. And rather than just dwelling in your thoughts over and over again, because if I remembered I had to do something, I would always just think about that thing Mm. until I did it. And I'll do my head in. So even if it's in the middle of the night, if I have to wake up, pop it on Google Calendar and then go back to sleep instead of just thinking about, oh, make sure to remember this. So, Mm. yeah, really handy. One
1: more thing that I do love about it is that it allowed me to be realistic with what I wanted to get done. Yes. So I would write all these things on my to-do list and then feel like a failure at the end of the day because I didn't tick everything off. Mm. But then when I started programming it in a calendar with time slots, I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to get all this done. Yeah. And then you've got eight hours of work. Like, what's wrong with you? You're yeah. not going to get all this done. So, yeah, being more realistic with my time and being like, okay, well, I can get it done Tuesday. Okay, I can do it Wednesday. Yeah. And, yeah, spacing it out a bit more. So that that is a huge tip that... Um, Danny's got me onto. Is using the Google calendars, and she's been integrating using herself. So yeah, it's awesome,
0: definitely. So we're going to start off by talking about daily habits and rituals that get us in the right frame of mind in order to get shit done. Because mm. we don't want to be anxious, because then nothing will happen. We'll just jump from one thing to the other. So personally, both of us meditate, and we're very open with that on our social media, posting the screenshots. We do,
1: don't we? We both share
0: them. Sometimes we do it at the same time. Oh, that's cute. We meditate together. (laughs) So, yeah, using uh, the app Headspace or Insight Timer, there are so many smiling Smiling, minds. calm. There's quite a few. There's a
1: lot. Yeah, there's heaps. What's your
0: fave? I like Headspace
1: and personally I have the paid version just because, one, it makes me do it. Yep. Well, I paid for this. So i got to Exactly. Do it. Two, it gives you access to the courses and I find mm. a lot more benefit in, um, I used to start with just the three minutes um, and then the five minutes, but having access to courses where I can do like 10 minutes and progress in something yep. um, is really motivational for me. So, and I don't, do you get
0: access to the everyday headspace for the free one? You can, and then you can also type in Headspace on Spotify and you get a little taste test of two yeah. or three different ones. Yeah. But I would get the paid version because of all the packs. Um, there's packs for focus, relationships, health and wellness. NBA training. NBA training. Luke That's did that one, one. Um A new one. Yeah, so... Really, just I would use the packs because they're very specific to what you're trying to achieve uh, with your thoughts. Mm.
1: Just a bit of um, just a bit more on, I guess, the meditation. It's something that I really want to focus on this year, is building up to sort of that 20 minutes, half an hour every day. I find so much benefit in doing the Headspace for a long period of time. Like mm. in the first month, I didn't really notice much difference, okay. but over time, it's really had a big impact on. My calmness throughout the day and being able to hold myself calmly in uh, intense situations like at work and even with conflict and like if you're having a fight with your partner or something like that, you can just really approach it in a different way. And I actually don't know how that mechanism works, but I've noticed a big difference in when I stopped meditating Mm. for a while and let that slip and how it sort of impacted that
0: part of my life. How did you find it has... You know, integrated into your life. Definitely the same as you, and I suppose it—it's because it allows us to be present. Now, if we're having a fight with someone, often we become reactive and we react based on emotions rather than mm. just bringing ourselves back, staying calm, and harnessing those thoughts and emotions. So mm. we become less reactive. Now, if we wake up and check our phone, our emails straight away, we become really reactive and we can't focus. Mm. So before we do all that if you just do your meditation really bring yourself to where you are now in the present moment you'll be able to deal with things better later on and mm. not feel overwhelmed or anxious yeah and yeah in and in turn increase productivity
1: yeah and i initially started meditating like couple of years ago with some anxiety stuff Mm. to sort of resolve that. Whereas now I feel like I just use it as more maintenance just for my everyday. And even Luke started meditating. He's on an eighteen day streak and he doesn't want to let it slip. Uh and I think it's really cool that apps can do this for us and give us that little trigger, that intrinsic reward to keep it going.
0: Yep, definitely. So after meditation, I like to journal if something's come up. So I'm, to be honest, I don't do these things religiously every day. But on the days that I wake up being like, holy shit, my mind's at a thousand miles an hour. That's when I 100% do this. So if something comes up in meditation, get the journal out, write about it. Mm. Because I've finally allowed myself to be present. Something's come up. I'm going to get it out on paper so I can look at it Mm. and assess.
1: Yeah, I'm the same with journaling. Like I definitely don't do it every day. I try to meditate every day. But the journaling is something that... I just, when I can't express myself, I like to write it on pen and paper to make it clear what I want to do. But I definitely don't
0: journal every day, but I know a lot of people that do. Mm, Definitely. So for people that say journaling, so overwhelming, I don't know where to start. Well, start by not having expectations, just write stuff, see if anything comes up. If that's still a bit overwhelming, Gratitude's always a really nice. Yeah, what one. you're grateful for,
1: or what I just write down exactly what I'm thinking. Yep, exactly what I'm thinking in my head, yep. and then I can summarize it and be like, you end up writing stuff that you didn't even know you were thinking about.
0: That's the thing because we suppress things and we become so distracted that when we actually allow ourselves to be, that's when our real thoughts come yeah. up. Mm. And then when you do write, like sometimes if I'm writing,
1: what I'm writing is actually uncomfortable. Like yeah. I'm like. Oh, I don't want to write this in my beautiful journal. These, yeah. these horrible thoughts, not mm. horrible, but these confronting thoughts that I'm thinking about. Why do I feel that? And that's what journaling's about. It's yeah. about putting the shit down on pen and paper that you don't want to voice.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then coming up with an action plan in order to move on from that scenario mm. or those thoughts, definitely. And it's also a nice way to end the day. Just if we have one of those days where we're like, oh my God, nothing went right. Try and pop down a few things that, that did uh, go well, and then it's a nice way to fall asleep with those positive thoughts. Mm, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I also found that minimalize, minimizing. Oh, oh, geez. I, was, I we was go. Like, I hope Danny says this word right because I'm sure it's having <laughs> a Well, I definitely didn't. Minimalization. Yeah, that's it. Ugh. So, yeah, rather than trying to conquer the world and do everything at once. Just really pick and choose a few key things that will really snowball your results or your momentum for the day and doing the important things first. Rather than beating around the bush and doing the easy shit, just do the hard confronting stuff first and then you'll just feel so much more relieved and productive. Yeah.
1: Two sayings that I love is minimum effective dose and less is more. So I think in today's mm. society, we're always trying to do the maximum and give so much of ourselves. When a matter of fact, when it comes to like, you know, even your training, like less is more. Don't try and
0: gash yourself out and do everything that you can. Just yep. do what you need to. Yeah, that's right. Because... Resting and recovery is equally as important for productivity as well. Mm. So I think gone are the days of the grind where people only have four hours sleep and all of that because our brain can only retain so much and we get fatigued and then we stop remembering and learning. Mm. So just do what you need to. Decision
1: fatigue. like you Decision ever, fatigue. You ever get to the end of the day, I know after, um, Luke always jokes that I leave all my care factor at work because at work <laughs> I, I give so much <laughs> of myself and I'm, you know, so empathetic and sympathetic and, yep. you know, compassionate. And then I come home and I'm like, ugh. Yep, and Luke's like, why can't you treat me like one of your patients? And I'm like, pay me and I will. Yeah. (laughs) But it's so true because you give so much of yourself, uh, you know, at your work. And and it's the same with social media. Unfortunately, sometimes I just – I don't have any care to give, so I won't go on social media, like, for that day. If if I'm exhausted from work or anything like that, I'm like, I just – don't have any more to give right now. And it's important to recognize that and pull yourself back and say it's okay. definitely you know conserve that energy
0: yeah even um steve jobs and mark zuckerberg the founder of facebook were like wear the same outfit every day just because it's one less decision to make yeah because if we're yeah deciding on random things that decision fatigue will kick in quicker and it comes back
1: to when we're talking about these daily habits and routines that is a huge thing to understand that you can't just Throw the baby out with the water. Like you Mm. have to integrate these sort of practices slowly. We didn't start out and go, okay, I'm going to start meditating, journaling, training every day, logging all my nutrition, being disciplined with my bedtime. We didn't start doing all these things. It was literally one by one, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. Just start with one and do that for two weeks Mm. and then add something. And that's why I'm a big believer is when you are
1: on your health and fitness journey, you know start with consistency in the gym. Don't worry about your nutrition yet. Start with consistency in the gym. Practice mm. one thing. Then, you know, address your protein. Hit your protein. Then hit your carbs. You know, start by by progressing really slowly and that's how you're going to make these habits into routines.
0: Definitely, because we're in this for the long haul. Mm. So, that's so important. And just be wary of your language. So, if there's that voice in your head saying, "Oh my god, I'm so busy, I'm so stressed and" You know, just try and catch yourself out. I read in a Tony Robbins book, and he's like, rather than saying, I'm so busy and, and overwhelmed, say, I'm in demand. Oh yeah. That's That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's like, I'm in demand. And it's
1: the (laughs) same with like, I guess, labeling yourself saying, oh, you know, I've got anxiety. No, you get anxious. Yeah. Like I've got depression. No, you get depressed. And Mm. we all get these sorts of things. And obviously mental health is another ball game, but it it really does come down to terminology and saying, okay, I'm anxious right now. What can I do to bring me back? Or, you know, like really not putting a label, not identifying yourself as these situations really just
0: pulling, drawing from it and then resolving it. Brilliant. So let's move on into training and nutrition. So in terms of training, get your steps in early or your training session just to get it done. Mm. We've mm. spoken about different times of the day and sometimes people can't because of work, but it comes back to getting the important things for the day done. Yeah, the most uh, most
1: beneficial thing for productivity for me is definitely getting my steps in early. Mm. I find that even if that's walking to work so Obviously, I don't really have to worry too much about steps, but on the days that I'm not working, I still like to hit my 10K minimum mm. steps. And I just find getting up, going for a morning walk, not only for steps, but in terms of a productivity and setting my mindset up, getting a bit of sunlight, getting digestion moving. Just yep. in terms of overall health, I love just moving in the morning. And that's something that I found really benefiting my productivity throughout the day.
0: Definitely, and if you can't get out, just do a quick couple of squats in your bedroom or something mm. or just skipping a or something Bit of a phone like roller, that. just something yeah, to move. Yeah, definitely, and not while you're on your phone. Just, yeah, just be present with what you're doing. Something
1: I try is to not use my phone for the first half an hour and mm. it's really hard. Yeah. And I remember when I first started consciously doing that, the first, like, couple of days I would just grab my phone and
0: open it and I'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. I don't even think about that. That is scary, mm, mm, definitely. And for everyone that has thought, which I know you have, but my phone's my alarm. Why a clock? I have one of those <laughs> light alarm
1: clocks, and I tell you what, it's the best investment I've ever purchased. where you terms get of it? Sleep um catch of the day
0: oh and best. luke
1: loves it like it it just wakes up to this light and i don't charge my phone in the bedroom can't have it in there yeah like i can feel it when i sleep oh yeah but i charge my phone in the bathroom and waking up to an alarm clock it's just been so nice
0: yep perfect good tip and you mentioned about walking and talking. So what do you yeah. do?
1: Anytime I call mum, it's usually when I'm doing steps and she, the convo's always like, oh, you're out walking. It's like, yep, I am. Here we are. But I just <laughs> find
0: productivity, two birds, one stone, right? That's it. So walking dates. I love it. Get yeah. your steps in. Yeah. Go whenever you walk. Sorry. Yeah, whenever you want to catch up with your mates, yeah, make it something productive. Even I used to have like... Uh, chats in the sauna when I'd have a sauna session with comps and stuff (laughs) like that. So One of
1: um, my best friends, Chantelle, we go to this um, Japanese bathhouse and we catch up there. It's so funny. So you you, got to go complete naked. So every time we see each other, it's like we're completely naked in this hot bath and we try to catch. Yeah, it's, it's the best, but, you know, it's relaxing. It's like this sauna. Sounds a bit.
0: There you go. go. But if you got close friends. Exactly. Naked um, Japanese what? Bathhouse. Yeah.
1: Yep. It's Brilliant. It's in, in Melbourne and it's a hidden gem. She'll kill me for saying this because it's completely empty. Usually Name drop. Go. No. <laughs> it's in Richmond. It's just Japanese bathhouse. It's like $30 for an hour. So What do you do? What is it? No phones, no technology. Nothing's allowed in there. So it's, oh. it's just this dark room and it's a real traditional thing in Japan. So in Japan, um, I tried them out over there. And it's, yeah, it's cultural. So you literally take off all your clothes, you shower before you go in there. And it's like this stone bath. It's set to a certain certain degrees. And then they've also got like a sauna and stuff in there as well. And it's supposed to be really quiet. Uh, But we go there. She's a shift worker as well. So we go there during the middle of the day. No one's there. They have five, I think, in the bath at the same time. It's a big bath. not just a little bath.
0: So five (laughs) naked people in a bath. Five
1: naked women. (laughs) So it's separated by gender. Okay. And I love it because it's just... I just think it's so beautiful to have women not caring, That's all cool. different bodies, all different ages, just
0: bathing together. It's like, yeah. It's <laughs> beautiful. Maybe we'll do our next episode from there. <laughs> we should. Coming <laughs> live. Why <laughs> on that one? Coming live from the Japanese bathhouse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You learn something new every day.
1: What about training? What sort of things do you like to do in the gym to make sure you're getting the most out of your session?
0: Definitely airplane mode on. I don't want distractions. I mentioned that in one of the last episodes where I was booking an eyelash appointment, went to deadlift, and then I hurt my back. Mm. Just minimize distractions and really stick to your reps and rest periods. Mm. So timing those rest periods just so you don't get lost on a Instagram scrolling tangent of five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be present at the gym. I'm the same like recently flicking my phone onto aeroplane mode
1: so that Um, even WhatsApp because it used to be enough to turn the cellular data off but now you've got internet you've got WhatsApp you've got Messenger so the whole thing has got to go on your Google
0: calendars buzzing everything's got to go off you've got to
1: pre-download your Spotify playlist you've got to be on oh you do don't you (laughs) yeah and then the other thing is using an app Um, I use an app called Heavy Set I get asked that a lot what it is Heavy Set and I can program my rest periods and stuff in there so if I log my my weight, it, it times down from like beeps from like five seconds. Oh,
0: that's cool. So I just know when
1: I don't even have to look at my phone. Or oh, otherwise, I wear a wristwatch. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, if I remember to wear that. But yeah, timing my rest periods has been a really big one in how effective I can make my sessions. Yeah. And this came to. Um, came to my knowledge because one of the gyms that i train at i don't actually get reception in the back corner Mm. so that was when i was like oh well my phone is basically on airplane mode this is before i started doing that Mm. uh and i and i got out of the gym in like record time and i was like how much time do i waste on my phone Mm. even when you think you're doing productive stuff yeah you're not you're just wasting time.
0: Yeah, that's why I actually never film my workouts because it just stresses me out. Like, you're good with it, but it just I, it takes me way too long to put my phone somewhere that it's not going to fall down or, like, if people are walking. I just can't. Yeah, so. I'm pretty efficient now. I, you're good. I
1: used to, um like, yeah, set it up on the on Instagram and push the hands free and oh. then do it like that. But now, like, my phone's in airplane mode. I film it and then, it, look, if it...
0: Oh, that's a good idea and
1: then i just upload it onto mm. my story i just really like doing that and to be that's honest good. if half my head's cut out i really care like you get what you're given yeah
0: that's it <laughs> if if it's not just just loose, perfect, then Good, perfect yeah exactly that's fine. yeah you get what you see my foot that's all yeah damn that was a good foot workout <laughs> well it all starts from the feet actually so exactly Up upstream mate <laughs> moving on <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, no, i just love we just don't know what we're gonna say it's the best um all right in terms of nutrition so cooking in bulk mm, definitely yeah i do that like religiously
1: mm. i cook all my meats all my or i don't cook my proteins but i cut them up like cut up all my pumpkin or my sweet potato and all that sort of stuff I Have it in separate containers yeah so i use an air fryer like every day religiously mm. so like in the morning, I'll just like weigh out my pumpkin, throw it in the air fryer, have my shower, put in my salad, and you just That's sort of—I nice. just have learned how to integrate meal prep into getting ready and morning routine and stuff like that. So then I'm like ready, and my food's done at the same time. Perfect. And I'll sit down and eat, and then go
0: dry your hair in the air fryer. Or yeah, no, exactly. Stick
1: it in the oven. That's-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, or outsource meal prep companies. I definitely love meal prep companies just because I can justify the cost with the time that I save because I'm no master chef. Um, but I do still cook things like rice in bulk and all of that. But if it comes mm. to cooking a nice barramundi or something – uh, I just would rather outsource that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a bit different. I've never actually
1: ever used Uber Eats or a what? meal prep company. No, I've ne- I have don't even have the app.
0: Mm. I've never done don't it. Don't start. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Start. Don't do
1: it. And I, I've always – I enjoy cooking and mm. I enjoy like, you know, going to markets and buying foods and using herbs and spices and doing all that weird stuff. But yeah, meal prep companies are great because they're there for for really busy people. But you've also got to realize that you do have the time. You've just got to make it. Yep, and then you've absolutely. got to weigh up the cost to benefit ratio. You know, like if your money is better spent on a meal prep company or a service than spending the five, 10 minutes yourself, go for it. Five,
0: 10 minutes. Oh, you're a genius. <laughs> Maybe.
1: Do. I could cook my week's <laughs> meals in an hour. Okay. There you go. You
0: should yep. do a time- I have, I'd, I'd love like to should. see a time-lapse.
1: I should. Let's do it. I have three pans
0: going. Yep. Yep. Steamer. Perfect. All right. Done. Time-lapse for you accepted. doing your meal prep. Awesome. All right. Uh, that's it with training and nutrition, I think. I think we've covered everything. So, studying. Oh. Yes. So,
1: both Danny and I have spent a lot of years at uni.
0: Yes. I think we've- um, probably got
1: this down pat between us both oh, on how to manage uni exams and oh god it's gonna be nightmares thinking about it. when i hear <laughs> people when i have students and stuff
0: i just think oh you poor buggers yeah it's hard work getting through uni yeah but you gotta do it not always depending on your goals but if, if you're at uni yeah. yeah there are strategies that you can use so my final year of uni was 2018. And that is the year that I did two competitions and pretty much changed careers as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what, I'll just do freaking everything all in the one year. It was hectic, but we got through it. Now, there were compromises made, um, but we're about to share sort of some tips as well. So when was your last year? Of- I was just trying to think of
1: that. Mm. I did my postgrad in 2017. I want to say, 2017, I finished my postgrad. Yeah. So, so I kind w- of just
0: fresh out.
1: Well, I worked for, so I did nursing for three years of yeah. my undergrad. And then I worked for a couple of years. And then I did a postgrad whilst working yeah. and competing and all the works as well. Yeah. And I wish I had some of these strategies when I was doing my postgrad because I just burnt myself into the ground in oh, yeah,
0: post-grad. Um, <laughs> I was doing an assignment on burnout and then I'm like, this is me. I'm Holy out. shit. So was I. Literally, so like, yeah. But you live and you learn, and now we can uh, rattle off what we did and how we did everything by the looks of it. So I made sure that when I was actually in class, I was present because you'd look around the lecture theatre, everyone was on Facebook, and I'm like, this is – you're just wasting your time. Mm. If I've made the effort to drive an hour to uni, which it was – I'm gonna make sure I'm freaking present and concentrating. Mm. Otherwise I may as well just be at home on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. When I did my undergrad I don't know, like we didn't use our phones
1: like what we use it now. Mm. Um know I was only 18 when I went to uni and what am I like 25 now so you know a few years ago lots changed since then yeah and yeah when I was 18 and 19 we were just present in the lectures I mean like we probably weren't paying attention we were talking to each other but we were communicating talking about our uni nights out and everything but I (laughs) think that's uni isn't it (laughs) isn't it I think as well there's a big difference between when you start uni and when you're in your final years oh god like I was drunk for my whole first year of uni yeah so you know, it's fine. Pass your grades, pee for profession, get yeah. through it. But then once you get to the back end of your degree – you're not a newbie anymore, and you've really got to knuckle down because you've got things like placement. Yes, um, becomes you know, real. It becomes real. Stressful exams. You're applying for jobs. You're trying to build your CV. Yeah, and yeah, you do need to be present, and you're spending a lot of money at uni. You've got to pay this debt back. You mm. may as well capitalise on the knowledge that you're getting there.
0: yeah, definitely. So. I learned as the years went on. So I spent eight years at uni. Um, I only turned up when I needed to. So I was that person who was just never actually there unless it was a practical class or a compulsory class Mm -hmm. um, because all of our lectures were online and I made myself disciplined to do them from home or from somewhere else just to save all that driving and to allow other things to fit into my schedule.
1: Online is so hard though, isn't it? Like I find it so unstimulating to sit at a computer and do an online course. Yeah, I have to be like, well, I don't have to be. I mean, I could be disciplined, but like I said, I've really <laughs> got to practice that discipline yeah. to do that online. Whereas I just find it so much more engaging and stimulating and I learn a lot more in person.
0: Yeah, but I would find that a lot of the lectures were just re- uh, read off the slides anyway. Mm. So, but yeah, it works differently. Um, And I like that we have opposite sides on things sometimes. It just mm. shows there's more than, I don't want I was going to use that saying more than one way to skin a cat, but that's oh, why mean. Because it's me. I don't know. I don't I always like say that. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So only turning up when I needed to really. Yeah. Uh, and you just learn to not put off assignments. At the oh, start, we would all run off that adrenaline and, you know, all of a sudden you get it done in a couple of days, but just freaking start it. Yeah, yeah. Get started. Get your blueprint done early. As soon
1: as you got your course descriptor. I remember like, have you ever got a course descriptor and, and completely forgotten about an assignment?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then my quite? mates would be like, oh, hey, and you nearly done. I'm like, done what? Oh my gosh. oh, shit. Yeah, and you're like, it's worth it. How much? Yeah. Oh, it gives me
1: nightmares thinking about uni.
0: Oh, because when I um when I was competing in May, that's when it was real. I was really cutting things fine. I was submitting assignments from the airport mm. and from the hotel room, and my comp. Compromised because I was not. I was just trying to focus on too much. Yeah, like so. Yeah, I thank you to all that. the friends that sent me like links to assignments and remembering, remember this, remember that. Like yeah, it was cognition next level. would not be there. No. When I did my um, post
1: grad, I did. I competed with a smaller federation like before WBFF. At the start of the year, mm. I think it was March. And then I didn't compete for the rest of the year because I knew how demanding um, postgrad midwifery was,, yep. but I couldn't have imagined competing during that year. Mm. My health and fitness really did go on the back burner, and yeah. not so much my health, but definitely my fitness and my training and stuff like that. You know, I only trained probably still probably four days a week, which is still decent, yeah, which is still really good. Mm-hmm. but in regards to what I was doing. I did have to spend a lot of time at the desk and yeah, that's just unfortunately what comes with studying, but it's worth it. Yeah. If it's it's something
0: that you're passionate about and you want to learn about, then definitely do it. It's just Mm -hmm. about pre-planning and compromising and uh, not procrastinating. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. Just don't procrastinate. Just freaking do it. Go. I remember one night, one night,
1: duty. Uh, when I was a student I accidentally fell asleep in the staff room like with my head on um, the table in between my break Mm. and a midwife came in and I still remember this and like it woke me up and I was like oh sorry like I'd fallen asleep Mm. and she was like and she sat down she's like I just want to let you know like all the work you're doing now it's worth it Mm. and I remember that and I was like that's really nice because sometimes you're not sure if it is. Yeah. And it is. It is. It's
0: really hard, but push through. Yeah, definitely. Because I find that the real world is so different to uni. Oh, 100%. So different. It's so much better. So if you're a student, hang in there. Yeah, you, you can start, do
1: it. You start getting paid for the work you're doing now, and it's great. I mean, yeah. your first paycheck, you're like, whoa. I get paid Mm. to do this now? Legit,
0: (laughs) legit. Yeah, and also just I would wake up early, go to bed late. I did fall into that just sometimes when I had to, Mm. but I really tried not to. But sometimes, yeah, I I compromised my sleep, but it does mean you compromise your health as well. Mm. So you just got to really weigh that up and try not to do it. But these are all the lessons you learn the hard way. Exactly. Mm. Um, When it came to exams... I made sure that I was in a a present state and not stressed when I was studying, because if we're stressed, we're not going to retain information because it goes back to fight or flight. If we were running away from a lion or something, our cognitive ability when like that's not going to be switched on. Mm. You're not going to have to remember a fact when you're trying to run away from an animal that's going to eat you.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, something I did for exams was um, figure out what sort of learner I was, so mm-hmm. I'm very much a. Diaphr- diagram diaphragm, <laughs> diagram um visual yes learner so if i had to remember it um a definition i'd write it down like a thousand times and i'd just remember it doing it like that yeah otherwise when it comes to like pathophysiology and things that i need to understand processes on then diagrams are really good for me i would have like the whole back room just of drawings mm. of like the menstrual cycle and like mm. you know pregnancy and Oh, like whatever I processes, that's how I learnt those rather than I can't read out of a textbook. I think they're a waste of money, uni textbooks. So oh, yeah. you just gotta figure out what sort of learning style best suits you and then really utilize that. So even things like cue cards, rubbish for me. I don't mm. learn off cue cards. So mm. that was a big one for me that from my undergrad, I didn't really figure out. But then when I went back and did my postgrad, I knew what sort of learning I, learner I was. And that made me far more productive in yep. my actual study.
0: Definitely, because most of us are visual or kinetic learners, so being hands-on. Mm. So I don't know what the school systems are doing, to be honest. But that's a, a controversy for another day. Mm. Um, but yeah, so as Sherelle said, diagrams. I would jump on YouTube and watch videos of it. And also try and put an emotion to a fact because our brain remembers something more if we have some sort of emotional tie to it. Mm. Um, Yeah, that's why often random things like a certain smell will remind us of a person and things like that. Just use more than one way. Uh, and make songs. I always used yeah. to make songs yeah. to remember things. Yeah. I still remember some of them now.
1: Even auditory, like I love, like I learn a lot from podcasts. Mm. Uh, actually, hearing people and you feel like you connect with them. Like you're yeah. like, oh, such and such of things. Podcasts like your mate.
0: Yeah. that's
1: almost like you're learning with your friend. um, Audiobooks and all those sorts of things. So, yeah, you really do learn what sort of learner you are and it does really help.
0: Yeah, definitely. And get creative, Mm. you know, start drawing stuff again and and have a bit of fun with it. Make Mm. it fun. Get the highlighters out, gel pens. Yeah. But then I went through a phase where I was highlighting, like, every sentence. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Just a yellow book. Yeah, literally the whole book's yellow. (laughs) Um, Yeah, awesome. So, uni, just... Really, and also really ask yourself, am I actually passionate about this? Because I feel like a lot of people just complete degrees for the sake of it. Yeah. Don't. like, Don't waste your time. Time, money, energy. Just if you're really not passionate about swap. And that you're not a failure, it's totally fine. Yeah, and they say our generation
1: will have like nine different professions yep. or careers in our life. Not jobs, like careers. So it's so easy to change. And I know like a lot of people go in and do arts and health science and things like that. It's so easy just to flick off and do something completely different and get credits. And, you know, it's really, it's just time. So Yeah. yeah, choose what you want.
0: Yeah, definitely. I started off doing a health science degree and I, finished it just for the sake of it, which was shit because it was three years of becoming an overqualified personal trainer pretty much. Um, So again, lesson (laughs) learned. You do. And I think a lot of people are pushed down that route, unfortunately. Like Mm. there's a lot of
1: these degrees that are coming out and what you got to ask is what job do I want at the end of it? Yeah. That's the real question. Yeah. So I know like you go through the uni books and you look at all these different courses and you think what job? Am I going to get out of this? Yeah. And that's a question, a really hard question that you can ask yourself if you're doing a master's or anything like that is, do I need this for the job that I want? Because internet, yeah. the internet's amazing, guys. Like you can learn so much without a formal tertiary education these days. Absolutely. And overqualified doesn't mean that you're the best.
0: Yeah. And if you don't know what job you want, which most of us have been in that boat because we're asked from, like, what, 17 years old? Younger. 16. Imagine going to your coordinator in year 10 being like, I'm going to make money off a social media platform that doesn't actually exist and it's going to be called Instagram. Like... No, we're we're creating jobs now. Yeah,
1: You know, it's perfect timing. Luke was just showing me a document from last night. So he's taking this course for year 10s and it's about figuring out what career they want to do. And the job role that he's taken over from, like the two-page document that was like a piece of work. The first question that they had was like, what course do you want to do? And how much does it cost? Oh. And how much is the house that you want? Oh. And are you going to have enough money to buy that house?
0: That was one of the
1: worksheets. What the hell? I know.
0: What if you want to be, yeah, that's what?
1: Yeah. And that's why like in this day and age, it's so much more about like the money will come once you're doing something you're passionate about. Oh, for sure. Don't worry about how much you earn. There's a reason why dentists have the highest suicide rates.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do it for the passion and then the money will come. Mm. With hard work, obviously. It doesn't just come out of the sky just because you're doing something fun. But the difference is that when you're doing something that you're passionate about, the
1: hard work doesn't seem that hard. It's just worth it. It's still hard. Like, it's still, you know, time-consuming and taxing and you're feeling challenged. Mm. But it's a different sort of hard. And... You know that when you're at work and you're thinking about something completely different that you
0: probably shouldn't be there. That's how you know you're ready for a
1: change. You're doing yourself a disservice, really, and I guess the people you're looking after, all the work that you're doing,
0: like just follow your heart. Yep, and ask for work experience, like mentoring, and just to actually find out what it is like even before you finish studying or your course or whatever, just get out there and email or text someone say can I just like watch some of your sessions or whatever job it is? Yeah. Can I hang around you for a bit and see what it's like? Yeah.
1: Mm. And I did a post on this the other day is like it's amazing what you can get if you just ask for it. Mm. Like there were so many people that I wanted to learn off or like catch up with or connect with or collab with, and I was always really scared of doing it, like, mm. you know, why would they want to do that with me? But then like I was like stuff it. Like you just go out, and it was like, oh, like it's amazing what you can get when you just ask. And yep. then I sort of would think, what's the worst case scenario? Is they say no, yep, and I don't Next. get it, and I'm in the same situation that I'm in right now. So it doesn't really matter. All I've really done is shown my interest and approach it in a humble way, yep. and they've just
0: declined, and that's okay. Yeah, or just offer to pay them yep. as a coach, in a sense. Mm. Um, people use the word collab very. Loosely. Hey, you wanna collab? And it's like, well, all right, cool. I it actually hate that fair. word. Yeah, yeah, it's it's done. No more DMs saying about collab. Hey, would love I mean. to collab with you. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no. But um,
1: I'm serious. Like don't you get inboxes and it's like, Hey, wanna collab? We'll give you fifty percent off. All you've got to do is promote this on your story. It's like And buy no. the products. No. 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 And I even have like a girl that I mentor She sent me this um, collab offer and she was like, oh, my God, what do you think of this? And it was like the most pathetic deal. I was like, no, babe, they're taking you for a ride. Like, don't let them take you for a ride. They're basically selling you a product and making you promote it. Like, Mm. ask yourself, (laughs) what are you getting? What are you getting? And I'm always very polite back. Like, thanks so much. I actually don't take collaborations. Yeah. Or thanks so much. Like, I'm actually already sponsored by such and such. Mm -mm. And, you know, it's when it comes to sponsorships and collaborations, it's a mutual relationship. Yeah. You know, you give and receive, and it's just a mutual thing. Like, you're both benefiting. And when that stops happening, when the relationship isn't equal, that's when it's a disservice to someone and it's not a collaboration or a relationship anymore. It's a job.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think we've we've blurred the lines from mentoring and asking someone for help with now a product or something like that. But I think the underlying theme is just be willing to offer something to help them as well as take. You've got to give and then expect something in yeah. return. So even if it is, oh, can I pay you? to follow you around, something like that. Yeah, yeah. and
1: most like most of the time a lot of people are really happy. Like I know when people come up and ask me stuff, I'm more than happy to show them stuff in the gym and I almost want to is the nature of jumping and be like, do you mind if I show you how to do this a bit differently? Yeah. Or, you know, like most people are pretty genuine and I think you can read people pretty well as well, like in the type of person they are, whether they would want you to approach them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's an honor. Now we're both going down that path of coaching and educating. It's actually an honor for someone to come up and say, can you teach me some things? I'm like. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I hope can. so. Yeah, that's, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah so uh, get out there. That's what we were saying with the education. Put yourself out there. Put yourself out there. In terms of social life, in this year, I know my social life definitely was compromised. But my <laughs> social, that was 2018 because I was a woman mm. on a mission. But the thing is, like, well, when you're so passionate and driven towards those things... Going out and partying didn't appeal to me. So I didn't want to. So technically, that's why I didn't use the word sacrifice. It was just compromise. I just didn't do it because I didn't want to. Well, it depends on what your definition of socialising
1: is. Yes. And what you enjoy about being social. What does that mean to you? Like, Mm. I know I was the same. Like, I used to, you know, drink every weekend and go out and sort of then when my values and everything didn't really align with that... I felt guilty for not giving back, but then I was like, well, I'm actually just, again, giving more of myself to something that doesn't serve me or something that I don't want to do. Or even, um, you know, I grew up in country, Victoria, it's still four, four and a half hours to go home. Mm. And I love my friends there and I wish I could see them more, but it is really hard when you've got a full life somewhere else because it's not actually relaxing when you've got to spend a whole day or half a day traveling. Yeah. And then you only get a couple of nights before you've got to spend the other half traveling back to then go into a full roster of work again. Mm. So you've just got to weigh up what is social, what's going to allow you to unwind, still give back to yourself, be present, enjoy your time off, and yeah, capitalize on that and not feel pressured or guilty of doing things that you don't want to. We don't have to go out and get lit if you don't mm. want to. Yeah. Sure. It's you want to that's totally cool but yeah just do the things that you want to do
0: yeah and be aware of which things will hinder the progress in other areas so time and a place for everything but it's about really that laser focus on your priorities for that time. So I always refer back to that year 2018 just because I ticked a lot of shit off off a list, so to speak. I got a lot of credentials and achievements, but then now I don't live that way anymore because I don't Mm. need to. Mm. So now I go out more and stuff like that. Uh, It's just about that time uh, at that moment. Yeah. And
1: like I know, like sometimes I'll come back and I've been at the gym for like two and a half hours and I'll say to Luke, oh, I'm so sorry, like, I've been aged. And he's like, it's fine, you're just socialising. And I'm like, yeah. Aww. Like, that's what you do, though. Like, mm. my socialising is going to the gym and talking to people. It's going out for coffees. It's doing Pilates with yep. a friend. It's, it's you know, that's, that is my socialising. Mm. Mm. And just because you're not going out to have drinks with a friend doesn't mean that, you know, you're not being social.
0: Yeah, well, that's why we both come home from work and we right don't really now we're talk. socializing. This is socializing,
1: exactly. Jumping on my stories and talking to people is socializing.
0: That's it. Yeah, dealing with patients and clients, it's it's socializing. Calling your mum while on your walk, you know. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like just because you're not out on a Saturday night that you're a loner. Like, yeah, I
1: love my Saturday oh, nights. It's
0: in it's the best because then I can spend my Sundays doing whatever I want. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So. Personally, I found a downside of packing my Google Calendar. I really packed it so tight. I didn't allow any room for being spontaneous. So if someone did want to stop me at the gym and have a chat, it would give me anxiety because that... 20 minutes would then push into the next thing and the next and the next. And it really just sent me down. I'm like, okay, this needs to change because I'm now resenting someone to come up and say hi to me. Yeah. And this wasn't even in between a set. This was on the way out or something like that. Yeah. Like this is a problem. Yeah. So it comes down to, I guess,
1: you you have so much structure and everything in your day that you really struggle with the spontaneous actions that you can't control. Yes. unavoidable. Um, I'm a bit the opposite I feel like a lot of the things in my daily life I don't have a lot of control over I never have especially like you know I don't know what I'm working in a couple of weeks I don't know mm. what my roster is or even when I'm working like as a midwife we could work anywhere in the hospital any area of maternity or women's health we don't know where we're working or if you rock up you might be moved somewhere so like yeah I've just really learned to deal with that but I see that a lot with um you know Luke who's a teacher very structured yeah if you know we don't have Eggs for his pancake things in the morning, you know, just how structured. Can... See, I'm
0: like that too. Yeah. Whereas I'm
1: like, just use egg whites, It'd be sweet, like you know. But whereas... we didn't
0: plan to use egg whites. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. God, used to get on like house on fire. Nah, We're... but we
0: do each other's heads in because there's no way in hell our schedules would match up. Yeah, it's yeah. the same
1: as um with travel. Like, I am. I am that loose traveler. So, like, I'm like, look, I don't care if we miss our train. We'll get one tomorrow. I'm that sort of person. Yeah. Whereas okay. he's like, what? I'm like, look, we don't even have anywhere to stay tonight. And I just love that <laughs> flexibility. I love being able to go somewhere and not have anything to do. Yeah. And that's why I don't have that structure in my life, if that yeah. makes sense. But that just comes with your personality and the type of person you are.
0: I used to be like that until... I think it does come down to you know 8 years of uni then being a PT everything was on a, t- a clock mm. it was on I was always looking at the time okay I've got this much time and you just get sort of conditioned for it and then it becomes well almost well not almost an addiction to the control mm. because everything's in your control and then you just get used to that so now over the past uh year last year I was really allowing that white space so to speak so that time when nothing's planned just to see what comes up and Mm. lo and behold that's when all the cool stuff comes in you'd get a phone call from shirelle saying hey let's start a podcast you know (laughs) that wasn't in my freaking google calendar but (laughs) you got to be present and then so it's this push and pull and i always find myself jumping between the two but as tony robbins says we have ne- referred to him twice, I think, today. Wow. That's weird. Shout um, out to Tony. I do not even read his credit. Yeah. <laughs> no collaborations, okay? <laughs> um, we need certainty and uncertainty in life because for the people who are too certain, it gets boring, mm. you know? So they might, I don't know, overhaul. You turn to drugs or you turn to like riding a fast motorbike. That's your uncertainty. And then you have the opposite, the uncertain people, well, they don't have any structure. And then, you know, mm. so you've got to have a balance yeah. of. Bro. And I feel like
1: we're that, we're yin and yang. That's yin probably yang. why, you know,
0: I compete in fly planes, because
1: I'm like, I don't, you know, it's amazing what uncertainty you have in your life.
0: Well, competing, I also found is very certain, though, because yeah, you I mean. want, oh, the fly plane. Yeah. See, As there in, you, go.
1: you know, like with, I find health, fitness, training, competing so structured. Yeah and then my job nothing goes to plan
0: yeah there you go (laughs) so
1: yeah like i said you know with meal time and all that sort of stuff just goes out the window but then when i do have control over those sorts of things um i do have i get far better results but you know it it can be um it can be a blessing and a cursing can't it like you said
0: well, time and a place. In that year where we were doing all those things, we had to be more structured and just get it done uh, when we want to pull the reins back a bit and focus on other goals. So mm, yin and me, yang, yeah, balance. yin and yang, you just change. Uh, but there was, yeah, definitely a downside of, of trying to be too productive, mm. still allow some time for the things you can't plan for.
1: I know this is like very trivial, but it's the same as like <laughs> Luke and I go out for dinner and he'll get the same shit all the time. And I'm like, uh. no. And I'll order something for him and I'll be like, Just <gasps> try this and he'll like it. But yeah. whereas I'm like, I'm never getting the same thing off the menu. I've always gotta try something different.
0: Yeah. See as I if I know it's one of my favourite meals I get it. Mm yeah there you go
1: because then he'll be Mm. so disappointed if it's shit he's like i should have gone but i'm like but you're not gonna know so then you'll know if it's shit and not as good as your favorite meal if you get these amazing dumplings this one time and then now it's your regular entree it's like well you wouldn't have known how amazing those
0: dumplings were if i didn't force you to eat them yep (laughs) yep no that's very true i need more of that in my life we're going out for dumplings done we're going out for dumplings (laughs) after this oh there you go and yeah again demonstrating two sides but we're dabbling in each other's worlds isn't it funny it's cool how opposite we are yeah opposites attract baby there we go yep So just as a bit of a recap, guys, we've
1: gone over our main tips to be more productive rather than just busy. So kicking off, you know, talking about our years and how we've learnt to adjust as students Mm. uh, throughout exams and be more productive in competing, uh, training, nutrition and prioritizing the small things throughout the day that allow you to be more productive in the jobs that you need to do.
0: Definitely. So it's really about getting organized and pre-planning. If you haven't downloaded Google calendars while listening to this, make sure you do it afterwards Mm. because it will change your life. Are there any other apps just quickly that you use? No,
1: nah, just that. I was going to say, like, I obviously use um, a shift worker app, which is really good. What's that? Uh, it allows you to put all your shifts in, AM, PM, AM, PM, and oh. see your roster, and I can share it with Luke. Obviously, my fitness power. we both use that. Yeah. We both have a training app. Um, oh yeah, both use probably stopwatch, airplane mode, all these functions. That oh, we're talking use. about
0: apps. I thought you meant apps. Yeah, okay. Just so I use apps like that. Well, my um, I use Clinico as to book my appointments, and mm. that integrates into Google Calendar. Mm. So a lot of them actually integrate into Google Calendar. Yeah,
1: and I was talking to this about one of my clients actually yesterday, um, saying like. Uh, our mixers, our Nutribullets, our air fryers, they're all there to save us time and yeah. to allow us to get more out of our meal prep. So use technology, use apps, use these programs to get the most out of your day and the tasks that you need to get done
0: yep definitely and just don't procrastinate get up and take action yeah start moving now get going right now (laughs) thanks again guys for tuning in to episode 10 we
1: hope you uh got a few productive tips to include into your day if you enjoyed the episode like always please do take a screenshot share the podcast on your instagram story tag myself tag danielle and tag the level up podcast